Welcome back to another volume of Truly Disturbing Tales from Reddit. Today we're going to be narrating three new unsettling stories, taken directly from the platform. I encourage you all to sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy these terrifying personal accounts. Now, without any further delay, let's jump right in. I'm a 20-year-old female, and I can't really make sense of this situation, even now. This happened this past Saturday, and I'm only just now feeling comfortable enough to talk about it. I spent the night out with my older sister and a couple of her friends. All we really did was go out for a meal and then take a walk in the city. Nothing crazy. Some of the group of people had to leave for one reason or another, so I decided to call it a night. I had texted one of my guy friends and asked if he wanted to come over and watch a movie with me, to which he said yes. We went our separate ways and met up with my friend outside of my apartment. To add just a little bit of context, my apartment is one single building with a backyard space that's shared with two other similar styled apartments. That may be important in a bit. When I pulled up, there was a car that parked across the street. I didn't think much of it. I assumed it was there for one of the neighbors, maybe. I went and changed while my friend scrolled Netflix for a movie to watch. As I'm leaving the bedroom, I hear a knock at the door. I'll admit, this next part was incredibly stupid on my part. My area doesn't have many issues, so I certainly let my guard down. Roast me if you must. I open the door to see a guy standing there. I'm a measly five foot four, and he was at least a head taller than me. He didn't look anything out of the ordinary though. Mid to late twenties, brown hair, fully groomed beard, moderately dressed. He asked where my sister was. I told her that I didn't have a sister. Lie. He then asked for her by name. I told him again that he was mistaken. Not only did he address her by name and ask for her again, but he mentioned that he followed her from the place we had just left, and he just wanted to see her. Absolutely not. Nothing about this sat right with me. I started to close the door, but he walked up and physically prevented me from doing so. Mama didn't raise no punk, though, so I planted my hands into his chest and pushed him backwards, which achieved nothing at all. He then started calling her name very loudly and continued trying to make his way past me. I yelled at him to leave and stood my ground the best that I could. He ended up shoving me aside, but before he could get past me, my friend pushed him against the wall and hit him in the face. After that, he booked it out the door and into the parked car across the street. My friend pulled the door closed, locked it, then helped me up, moving me into the bedroom while he went to make sure that the guy left. I called the police and filed a report immediately. Also, and this is the stupidity that I mentioned earlier, I have a ring doorbell camera. I should have just gauged him from inside the house and not open the door at all. Carelessness got the better of me in that instant, and I'm still kicking myself over it. This could have ended a lot worse. I showed my sister his picture, and she has no recollection of who he is, though she said that he looked somewhat familiar. The only theory that I have as to why he followed me is the fact that I accidentally left that night while wearing my sister's jacket. So here are my divided thoughts. One, she somehow developed a stalker that mistook me for her when I was leaving. She's a hairstylist and part-time waitress, 
so this could easily bring people into her presence that she wouldn't remember. Two, she may know who it is, but doesn't want to say a thing. Don't know why this crossed my mind. Paranoia, maybe. Either way, I'm glad that night didn't devolve into anything worse. And please believe, I don't open that door for anybody without checking that camera anymore. This story has been with me for a long, long time, but I've just now gotten comfortable enough to share it. It's something that has truly stuck with me for over a decade now. My family and I are from Australia, and back in 2007, we decided to take a month-long holiday to America. We traveled from LA, up the West Coast, and then back down through Nevada. We did this by renting a car and doing the whole vacation, road trip style. One night, we were traveling towards Lompoc and stopped in Santa Barbara for the night to sleep. We drove around a while looking for a decently priced motel that wasn't too bring your own UV light, if you know what I mean. My mom and dad found a place that looked okay and went inside to inquire about the price of a room for the night while my sister and I stayed in the car and listened to music on our iPods. We were bopping along to the Frey album I had bought the other day when my sister removed her headphones and said, look at mom, what is she doing? I look up out the window and can see into the reception area of the motel. I see my dad talking to the manager and my mom displaying very cold and odd body language for her. She's usually very friendly with staff everywhere, so this was just odd. What's wrong with her? I said to my sister as we kept a close eye on them and the situation. My mom was standing behind my dad with her arms crossed and looking around the place as if she was on guard for something, as if her hypervigilant senses had just kicked in. After some time, my mom and dad get back in the car and discuss what to do about staying the night. My dad stated we wouldn't find anywhere cheaper for the night, and he was hungry and ready for dinner, so we better just stay here. Plus, it was the last room available, so we would have to make a decision quick. To his dismay, my mom disagreed. I don't like this place. I have a really bad feeling, said my mom. My dad argued on, getting more and more irritated that my mom couldn't explain what she didn't like about the place, until my mom finally snaps and yells over my dad, saying, We are not staying here. Fucking hell. Fine, my dad says as he starts the car and backs out of the motel driveway. At this point, my sister and I are just looking at each other like, what just happened? But we stay quiet as mom seems on edge. Anyway, we end up finding a place to stay that mom approved of and hunkered down for the night. In the morning, we're all bustling around the motel room getting ready for the day when my dad turns up the TV to hear a news story about a shooting at a motel right down the way. You guessed it. It was at the motel that my mom didn't want us to stay at. Turns out, about 15 minutes after we left, a couple walks in and books the last available room. There was a man behind them in line that shot them because they took that room. We all turned to look at my mom who was standing there wide-eyed at this point, watching the TV in horror. She says, I told you I had a bad feeling about that place. 
directly to my dad who was pretending not to listen. The moral of the story is always trust your gut. Or better yet, always trust your mom's gut. When I was 21, I transferred to a college in San Francisco, California. I checked out a room for rent on Craigslist. It was in a really nice two-bedroom apartment. It was cheap rent, close to campus, so it was the ideal spot for me. The girl who lived there, my roommate, was 29, and her name was Beth. She was tall and wide, had jet black hair, and wore pale makeup. She seemed nice, although a little quiet, but she seemed to like me and agreed to let me move in. So far, so good. My first night there, we went out for pizza, and that's when I could tell that something was a little bit off with her. Throughout dinner, she kept telling me how much I looked like Shia LaBeouf. I didn't know what to say, so I just shrugged it off with a thanks. I mean, I look nothing like Shia LaBeouf so it just didn't make much sense to me at all. When we got back home, she asked if I had seen her room yet. I said no, so she took me to see it. Her walls were covered in posters of Shia LaBeouf. She even had printed out photos of him all over her mirror. She owned all of his movies. I didn't know what to make of it, but it was downright creepy. The whole night, she had been saying that I look like him, and now it's obvious to me that she's obsessed with the guy. A few weeks passed from then, and I never really saw her that much. We didn't spend any time together, really. She would come home from work and practically run to her room. She would spend the whole night in there. She had this creepy, high-pitched giggle, and I would hear her giggling through the walls all night. I wondered what the hell she could possibly be doing in there. Occasionally, she would come out and talk for like two minutes, and she would always be slurring her words so I suspected that she was drinking a lot. Sometimes she wouldn't say anything and would just stand in the hallway and watch me in the living room. I would turn and see her, be surprised, and say, Hello, Beth. And then there would be this long, awkward pause, and she would give out her creepy high-pitched giggle. It was uncomfortable being around her. She gave me the chills. One night... I woke up around 2 a.m. because I heard what sounded like the front door being unlocked. I came out of my bedroom, and all the lights were off, but I could still see Beth standing in front of the door. She had her face against it, and she was turning the lock back and forth, over and over again. Every time she turned the bolt, she mumbled my name. Max Barker. Max Barker. Max Barker. Seeing her stand in the dark and mumbling my name really freaked me out. And it doesn't help that she kind of looks like a bigger version of the girl from the ring. I just quietly crept back to my room and tried to sleep. One night, I was watching Gladiator, and she stumbled out of her room, turned on the living room light, forcing me to pause the movie, which was annoying in and of itself. She then asked me if I wanted to hear about her ex-boyfriend. It was an uneasy segue into the topic, but I just said sure, and then awkwardly sat back to listen to her. Ten minutes into her story, and she was so riled up. She was screaming at the top of her lungs about their breakup. I was worried that the neighbors were going to call the cops. 
and she ignored me every time I asked her to lower the volume. Amidst all of her screaming, one thing she said really freaked me out. She was in an absolute fit and yelled, I'll slit his f***ing throat. That was a big game changer for me. Suddenly I had no idea what this girl was capable of. She was practically a stranger, and everything I had seen was becoming alarmingly disturbing. After a few more minutes, she told me thanks for listening, and she began doing her giggle. I got out of there pretty fast, went to my room to go to sleep. I had a pretty unsettled feeling about being in the house with her, and what's worse, there was no lock on my bedroom door. I pushed the edge of my dresser in front of it to act as a small barricade. I woke up in the middle of the night to the sound of my dresser scraping against the floor. Beth was trying to push the door open. I turned on my light, shouting at her to stop. I could see her through the opening of the door. She was so drunk and had this insane look in her eyes. I pushed the door closed and yelled at her to go to bed. I could hear her walk back to her room, but there was no way that I was going to fall back asleep that night. The next morning, when I went out into the hallway, my heart dropped. I saw one of her steak knives was on the floor by my door. I got goosebumps all over my body. All I could think about was her saying she would slit that guy's throat. I confronted her about it, and she said she didn't remember trying to push my door open. She said she didn't even remember telling me about her ex. I had had enough. My lease was month to month, so I found a new spot and moved out. About a month after I moved, she contacted me. I was at the movies, and my phone was off. But when I got out and had turned my phone back on, I was shocked to see that I had received 40-plus text messages over the past two hours from her. They were all just insane texts that ranged from everything between, Hey, how are you? To, I f***ing hate you. It was insane. I didn't respond to a single one, and I never heard from her again. I always find myself wondering, though, if I hadn't set my dresser in front of my door, would she have quietly come into my room and slit my throat? It freaks me out just thinking about it.